All right, everybody, it is Tuesday night, and you know what that means? It is time once again for the Wrestle Talk Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, right here live. So let's go ahead and get it kicked off here the way that we normally do with the intro that you are accustomed to. gentlemen well we got one heck of a show lined up for you tonight and uh i am actually not your host tonight i'm just filling in here temporarily just getting y'all going so uh let me go ahead and get one of the hosts on here while we're waiting on the other one to come in let's get the man himself the city on the hill mr drake lee sorry where's jeremy tonight where's jeremy Ah, uh, he's running a little late tonight, unfortunately. A little late, yeah. You know what? Thank God I have you, Hoss, because I don't know what I'd do without you right now. I mean, you think about it, okay? They they decided that maybe I'm I'm too good for, for everyone and they just don't want to work with me. I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little dicey. But then there's you, always saving the day, like always. And I'm glad to be here. We got a great show. We got the volatile Curtis Wilde on the show later tonight. Come on. doesn't get better than that. And we got another great interview. I mean, Hoss, there's so much to talk about and so little to do. Oh, I know. I tell you, there, there is so much to talk about, especially fresh off the heels of WrestleMania, you know. You, so much going on in the world of wrestling today, and I, it's just going to be an exciting show, and I look forward to listening to the interviews. But we got to kick this thing off the way we normally do, you know, just because we've changed platforms here does not mean that a lot everything has changed. We're still transitioning some things, but it's time to place your hand over your heart and remove your hats to pay homage to the best damn country. That's America. Damn it. Yeah. 
brings a tear to your eye every time, doesn't it? I tell you. All right. I don't know what you well, want me to say. <laughs> we talked about this. I probably have the best rendition of the national anthem, probably all time. I heard I actually beat Whitney Houston. Actually, she copied some of my octaves, but it's okay. I, I mean, this is this is fine. It, it's it you know it serves its purpose. And and Haas, I, I just want to thank you again in front of all of the Wrestle Talk family for making up for Jeremy's lack of punctuality. I think that's phenomenal. It shows why you're the man in charge here. I, I tell you what, you're being so nice tonight. It almost makes me feel bad. You don't have your music. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because there's something going on there. Um, you know, we just had Mania, and we have entrances, and you've been gr great, great with them so far. I think Renee's kind of maybe tweaking some things. I'm kind of blaming him, kind of not. But is that really an entrance for Drake Lee? Maybe not. We'll find – time will tell. The fans will tell you, John, or Hardcore Hoth. Yeah, we, we will – we'll get things straightened out, like I say, because we're tweaking it little by little. It's just – it's a process. It really so, is. So let's just get the show. Let's talk about let's talk about our guests real quick while we're waiting for our our host, my my good friend, our good friend, Jeremy, always late carp. And I just, you know, that was funny. That that's funny, John. See, I know Renee tell see, I just think I'm not funny anymore. I think that's I, what's I would, happening. I would give you the got him drop, but I don't have it. That's true. See, this is what's that's okay. We're getting there though. Look at this. We have a nice little setup going now. We're getting to see each other. I'm glad everyone gets to see my face because I know they missed it and they probably need it in their lives. But let's talk about this. So we have Terry Hopper on tonight, uh, who is a phenomenal referee, been around forever, and this all leads up to this Saturday's event, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But then we got Terry Hopper. We also got the Viotile Curtis Wild, the one that man who's been lighting up St. Louis for decades, and it's just phenomenal to have him on the show. And, Hoss, you're with us. Without With you, we can't go wrong. That's just the fact. I mean, I know Jeremy – Jeremy kind of likes to say things, and I'm not saying what he said. I'm not that guy. But I do know that I happen to say a lot nicer things. Oh, of course. True. True. All right. Well, I'm sure that uh, there's plenty to talk about here. And uh, can, I'm can sure we go into just, hot? I was going to say, I'm sure you're just dying to get into the high spot. Well, so I let's am. Go and, let's go ahead and get this high spot started off here. Like, right with our... Uh, Without your high spot song. My check, my check. That's that, that's pretty good. I like that a lot. You know, you guys don't tell me a lot of the new things happening on the show. Might be because I'm busy. I had an election season, so I'm a little tight. But you know, I like the song, Hoss. And I'm gonna be the nice guy. Unlike I was say, I'm you know, DJ Money put a lot of lot of time into that song, and you know, it was awesome. That's bad. It, it really is. But you know, you, you might know a little more things if you came around a little more often. You know, 
Hey, like I said, it's election season. We got little little business interest. Yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this, you know. And 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 I feel I feel like you know what I'm talking about. We had we had a deal closing on a, a prime piece of real estate down in uh, Texas. Elections. We had a lot of stuff going on. Plus, I left IWAP or uh, WPW this this weekend for a couple of months, and and we got to talk about that too. But let's talk about what's next for Bray Wyatt, okay? Because I want to go right into high spots. So we had Mania. We saw. Probably the worst acid trip of all time. And Box comes out. I thought it was a great match with Bray and Randy. I'm probably the lone wolf. I thought it was great. But we have Sister Abigail. I guess we can call her that now, right? We can assume. Is that fair? Or is that not the thing they're doing? I'm not sure, but hey, it works for me. Hey, we'll go with it. So we have the Sister Abigail gimmick. She's shooting out the uh, ink out of her head and life's good. He gets, you know, the one, two, three, counts the lights, Bray does. What do we go with from here? I'm kind of getting bummed, Hoss. I wanted to see a killer. Wanted to see someone that really terrifies children. And you know what I think happened? What What do you think happened, Drake? Quite frankly, I think NBC is uh, cutting the legs out somewhere. I think Peacock is a little scared. And uh, because the mask, every I really loved the burn mask. I thought it was just really, I, I, I thought the detail was incredible. I thought it really carried on a storyline that they really are putting effort into, which is hard for us to get out of some certain storylines. And then we have this. Why? Why? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It, it's got to have something to do with uh, everything switching to Peacock and the way that they are censoring stuff and, you know, it it has to do with that. It just uh, I don't know what else it could be, really. Right, and so let's add on top of that. Um, with Peacock, we have I like that Peacock. We have a couple of things going on, and I think what the most extraordinary thing is is probably the most the biggest name that keeps getting edited is the owner of the company. This is true. I, I, most of the stuff I've heard involves Vince McMahon himself, you know? I, I don't know what the fans want me to say here, Hoss. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we can we can watch. I'm trying to – I, I, I want to talk this out because I feel like mate, you're, 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 you're definitely helping me figure this out. So we have RVD giving away rolling papers. Daniel Bryant and Edge headbutting each other in the face, like literally headbutting each other. Shane McMahon hitting Braun Strowman with the toolbox in the face. Shane McMahon falling off of a probably a one and a half story in structure and then hitting the you know hard canvas below. But we can't see blood. It is the era, the new era that that we're in, you know. That is the damnedest thing I've ever heard. So we can have all these people selling rolling paper or giving away rolling papers. That's cool. Trust me, we're, we're, we're fine with that. We have an old guy getting a young girl pregnant. That happened. And then all of a sudden, we can't have blood. You know what would have been awesome? Do you know what been awesome? Having two bloody edges and Daniel Bryant's gasping for air, gasping for life, and then Roman Reigns just closing the casket. That would have been great. Not like an actual casket, you know, cover them, and they're all bleeding, and life's good. We feel like 2003 again. And, you know, I feel like a message just came across by someone we know, and we're going to leave that for a little bit later. But, Haas, I want to talk about something else right now. I don't know what you have for high spots, but – the big thing for me is uh, we got well two things one for each company. Charlotte Flair's back, which is great. I like the whole you know I don't I am the opportunity thing. I think that's a really smart way to go at something. And I want your take on that, and then we'll 
And if you have any, throw them my way. Because contrary to what Renee says, I'm a nice guy. Well, you know, uh, let's go ahead and get another opinion in here. No. The man himself has just showed up. The maestro of the mic is here. Be it a little late, he is here. So let's go ahead and get the maestro of the mic in here, Jeremy Carr. How we doing, gentlemen? Don't, no, 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 no. I'm not dealing with the drink. I am not done with it. You come in here. I know. 13 minutes late. Hoss has been saving the day, making me look fantastic. I mean, look at this. I look fantastic. I sound great. And then we're waiting on my buddy here, my co-host, my partner in crime. And once again, I think that you and Renee, got, you guys have something. I think you just like to throw me out to the wolves and hope to dear God that something picks up little old Drake Lee. That's what I'm thinking here. No, because let me tell you, the difference between myself and Renee, well, there's many differences. But the one difference is... I don't think you need picking up. I think you've got – see? I like that. I like that. We're ready to go. But, Jeremy, join us on I'm high right. spots. We, we talked about Bray. We talked about Charlotte. We talked about why we can't see blood, but we can see people giving away rolling papers. What else do you got for us? Oh, so you guys already talked about – okay. So you talked about the Charlotte Flair whole thing about how well, – pretty much derailed anyone else's potential push in WWE. About yeah. figures. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to bring it up. That might have been the most unraw after Mania I have ever watched. I just want to ask a question. Go for it. I'm going to let you go. I, I'm, I really am because I like where this is going. Um, but why didn't they just keep the same fans from Mania like they used to do what? with, like, the tickets you could buy bulk and, like, you kept the stadium for three days instead of one or two? I, I'm i just just throwing it out there. Jeremy, you're fired I up. Take it away. Well. No, I wonder that, too, because I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, you had about 25,000 fans in attendance for WrestleMania 37, which, I mean, is a lot better than none, obviously. Pause. I still there? What happened there? There we go. Oh, that was kicked you up. He didn't like that out. He he prefers the Thunderdome. I understand. It's okay, Hoss. You're. I. It's okay. Uh, It it was nice to have fans back, but you know. Right, but this is what I'm saying. I agree on Drake's point about why didn't they just have the same fans from WrestleMania? The crowd was into it both nights, and I'm sorry, but. Last night's Raw didn't feel any, in a way, it actually felt worse than ones in the past. Like, I felt the Raw before leading into Mania was actually pretty damn good. But the one last night was just very piss poor all the way around, especially in the production values, at least in my opinion. No, you're absolutely right. I I, I have nothing more to say to it. I just, I just think it's a missed business opportunity. Number one, number two, I think it's a great way to start integrating fans back in, and maybe you do a once a month show where you allow fans in and sell tickets until you feel comfortable. I don't know. I just feel like they gave up early. I, I like a lot of things on Mania Night. I feel like a lot of it was just rushed, and uh, I feel like a lot of this stuff has been rushed to the point where they aren't really thinking. 
And you know what pisses me off, Jeremy and, and Haas? Do you know what really grinds my gears? When someone has the ability to make millions of dollars, and then we just throw it down the drain. Why? Yeah. You spent 37 years building this. And within two, we're kind of we're nose diving. And with that being said, very smart business. Because if AEW can do stuff, why can't you? You aren't this God's gift to you know the world that we think that you're this holy company that cares. Because let's be honest, we've seen some stuff in the past that we know better. So it's just time to really move on from it. And it's time just to admit that on their part, that it's time to do more because they're taking the easy way out. Well, you know what our friend Iron Sheik always yeah. says about that? What's that? Oh, boy. Bravo. Pause once again. Well, guys, let's talk about this. Right, have we had any uh, update on our guests? Are we, are, we, are we ready to go? He is in the studio, and uh, when you guys are ready, we will uh, get him on. Jeremy, what do you think? Do you want to do one more, or do you want to go to our guest? I'll leave it to you. You're, you're the late one, so I'm just going <laughs> to give you the opportunity to reclaim your time. See, I'd be a great member of Congress. I, had, I know all those words. <laughs> I had one more question for you both before we bring Terry Hopper on. Um, I'm excited for it, but I wanted to ask one question to both, if I may. No. All righty. So, you know, kind of bouncing back off the Raw After Mania, or the Unraw After Mania last night, we had a new uh, announcer for Monday Night Raw. And, uh, see, Drake shaking his head, and honestly, when I was watching it, I was doing the exact same thing. What and the hell was that? Adnan Verk, who has a lot of experience with MLB Network, he's very well known as a baseball commentator. And, you know, this is one of those things where WWE, once again, is trying to bring in more sports personality into the world of professional wrestling, um, as opposed to, you know, Charlie Caruso, who leads professional wrestling for the world of sports. Um, but... You know, I really felt like Corey Graves is going to have to go to the chiropractor after last night because he was carrying the entire commentary team on his back. I felt like it's he gonna, was the lead announcer to all. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be that way for a while. I, I don't like it. I won't like change. I'm a very set-in-my-ways type of guy. I barely started liking Michael Cole a couple of years ago. Barely. Right. I don't like change. Just, I don't do it. Right, and I also don't – I mean, Tom Phillips was great. And on top of that, I'm sorry, Samoa Joe, I hope he gets back to wrestling. But as far as being the commentator, while he wasn't able to wrestle, he did amazing. I loved Samoa Joe as an announcer, but no, I'm sorry. I just felt, you know, obviously it'll take time, as they say. But, yeah, I just felt it was a really lackluster announcing job. Last night on Raw. I agree. Well, Haas, Jeremy, anything else? I think I'm ready to meet our guest. I'm I'm really excited for I this am one. Too. I and, just had to get that hold, one point out there and I'm ready. Well, hold on. I really want to point this out because I think that we have some great matchmakers in the WrestleTalk family on how to do interviews or how to pick interviews and who we have on the show. And I think that you 
and the and Terry's personalities are going to match perfectly. I think it's going to sound good. Um, I got to take like 10 minutes of a break because I just had um, one of my assistants come in with a, a bill from one of my lawyers. We got to talk about that for a couple seconds. So I'm going to wait till Terry comes in because I'm really waiting and let's have some fun, guys. It's going to be a great rest of the afternoon or evening. All righty. I'm excited. All right. Let me introduce this lovely guest of ours. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a professional wrestling referee. He has been a ring announcer and he is an actor. Over the course of over 22 years, he has accomplished a lot inside the famed squared circle. And a lot of it, if not all of it, we're going to get to talk about tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure and our pleasure to introduce to you Terry Hopper. Wow. Thank you. Absolutely. So very kindly for that introduction. And uh, I, first of all, I, guys, I got to express this. Uh, my, first of all, my gratitude for bringing me onto this program here because uh, my, my heart's actually pounding <laughs> right now. You guys are helping me to actually get prepared for a match that is coming up this Saturday. And it's a, to my understanding, it's a big money match. Uh, it's very high stakes. Uh, a lot is on the line. And I was wondering if uh, maybe one of you could actually explain what those stakes are and who it's for and uh, maybe get a, into a little bit of the details because I believe that right now that's the elephant in the room. And as the saying goes, when there's an elephant in the room, you have to introduce it. So that's why I was brought here on the show because let, let's first of all, let's face this. You guys just don't interview wrestling referees for anything. I mean, come on. When's the last time you interviewed a, a pro wrestling referee, right? Right. When do we have yeah. Pinky on? It's been few and far between. Well, real quick, I just want to yeah. say, Terry, Jeremy's going to start explaining stuff because he does a lot better of articulating than I am. I'm a money guy, not a word guy. But I'll be back in about 10 minutes. I got to do a, uh, a meeting here with my lawyer real quick. And then Jeremy yeah. is going to just wow you. Okay? And You're thank wonderful. you so much. It's going to be great. It's a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Can't wait to see back, Drake. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so Maestro. All right. Now I gotta will, what's going on. Let's do this. Okay. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. So on Saturday, April 17th, Terry, you Saturday. will be the special guest official for one. Yep, this Saturday, folks, for one of the most historic matches in new breed wrestling history. As mm -hmm. the current champion, the Mac Magician. Oh God, the mm -hmm. name just I love it. <laughs> <laughs> will defend his NBW championship against our guest later on tonight, the volatile so Curtis Wild. Yeah. Now, right. what makes this so significant? Well, I mean, it's because it sounds like just a championship match. You know, how many of those have we seen in wrestling? Well, there's an right. interesting little trip to it. All righty. So, folks, if Wild wins the match, he'll win the championship. And take control of New Breed Wrestling. But if Wilde loses, he will be forced to retire from professional wrestling. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I uh, have some notes here, too. And uh, that's what I have as well. And uh, I was hoping that we could actually get to that because I'd like to uh, state some facts here as I know them. 
Uh, first of all, I want to get some things out of the way. And if I could, let me see here if I have this. Um, I went on to, first of all, I have zero affiliation with New Breed Wrestling. Okay. I was brought in as a special top level referee. Um, I, and I believe uh, your producer of the show has seen that I have some serious credentials here. Uh, and I'll even give you oh, an yeah. exclusive later on. Uh, well, we can bring this up right now. Former total nonstop action referee. I, I'm also credentialed by WWE with appearances there, things like that. So when you have these high stake matches, sometimes you have to bring in a top level official. And that's what I was brought in here for. Um, and I was recently contacted about this match because there was uh, apparently some controversy surrounding everything that's going on that led us here to Curtis putting, excuse me, Mr. Wild putting his uh, career on the line as well as uh, versus the title is on the line and control of the company. Great. Uh, it, I, I actually went on the New Breed Wrestling uh, Facebook page and I'm looking at my notes here because I wrote it out. I saw a comment, and I'd like to address it, if I may. Uh, Of course. It's from who I believe is a fan, and that's uh, Mr. Chase Arnell. And he writes, I feel like this Terry guy is going to screw you and give Curtis the win. I don't know this Terry person, never heard of him, but I hope he does call the match down the middle. So, Maestro, uh, if we would, please, I, I'd like to uh, maybe take the next 10 minutes and give an answer to Mr. Arn- Arnell here, if we may. Okay? So, Absolutely. Uh, I think off. a big thing we Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, I think a big yeah. thing that we kind of delve into why you aren't that biased gentleman that Chase Arnell basically accuses you of. I mean, right. like I said, you've had 22 years of expertise in this industry. Yeah. Surely, yeah. Uh, of all people that we could trust to call a match down the middle, sure, either there will be a defend champion or a new champion, it would be you. Right. Right. And I, I know, you want me to I, kind of I, delve into the beginnings, or would you like to? Right. Well, I, I was hoping that, uh, you know, I, I could just be a little bit real here uh, because I understand what this this podcast oh. is and, and where we are in time right now. Absolutely. We're in the year 2021, where fans are right. obviously smart to what's called the business. OK. Uh, and they, they want to get a deeper peek behind the curtains. So with that, I'd also like to uh, give you an exclusive, but not quite yet there. We'll get there. Um, first of all, th- this is why I don't do social media. This is why I don't get involved in the arguments that go online with the fans, with the competitors themselves. I try to remove myself so I can stay unbiased in, in what's going on. Um, matter of fact, before uh, just a couple of days ago, I didn't even know about your program. Uh, it, and I don't mean that as a knock towards you guys. It's just that uh, when you're working on the inside for as long as I have, uh, I, I just pay attention and my focus is is, other while, is in other places. I certainly hope you can oh, comprehend that. Um, oh, I appreciate without that. without a doubt. Right. Yeah. 
Right. So this puts us where where we are now. And um, I also noticed on uh, your page, your your Wrestle Talk page, that uh, a promoter by the name of Shane Jones uh, left a comment saying, "Hey, this is a great referee, and he's vouching for my character." And I'd like to bring Shane Jones uh, into this conversation uh, again, just being a little bit real here and totally behind the curtain. Because I was hired by him as a promoter, uh, this would be several years ago, so I can comment on this case now on, in, in this match. Um, I was advised that his company was having some challenges with a particular tag team and their manager. Uh, I, I won't mention any names because, again, this is a few years ago and they've since learned their lessons and they've moved on. But I was advised to the fact that he was having some problems where apparently the competitors were taking advantage of um, uh, manhandling the referees and doing some old school trying to intimidation tactics. Uh, so I came in playing dumb and uh, I, of course, was assigned to referee their match. And they learn very quickly that uh, you can't push a referee around. And uh, the manager also learned that uh, you can't touch a referee at ringside either. He got immediately tossed out. Uh, then the match continued. And uh, I won't even say the outcome because I might be uh, personally identifiable. But uh, let's just say all of the competitors uh earned each other's respect after that. And uh, I was, I made sure of it. And that was a one time and one time only appearance that I've ever done for Shane Jones uh, promoter. And you know what, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that fact because uh, the, the level that I'm on, there's other promotions that I can go to and help right some wrongs there. Um, also, of note, before that show, I also had a, a special training session with uh, some of their company's referees, and it went fantastically well. I uh, was able to uh, teach them a few things and have some fun with them. So next item here, and uh, I bring this in as well. There's another referee that I've worked with fairly recently, and we would be having the same conversation, honestly, maestro. Wrestle Talk podcast. We would be having the same conversation if you had contacted me shortly before New Wave Pros show November Rain, which was held uh, just a, a few months ago. I was actually assigned okay. to referee just one match for them, and and as well was a, a special grudge match to where it was a match in between Tanner Keeler versus Johnny Echo. And it seemed that the competitor, Tanner Keeler, uh, I had refereed a few matches with him before, as well as Johnny Echo. They both had a trust and confidence in me to officiate their grudge match. I got a special request from Mr. Keeler before this match. Since it was a cage match, he wanted to be the one to bring in uh, his own lock and chain and the keys to the lock. For whatever reason, he I was the only one that he trusted. We had to use his lock. I said, that's fine, but I'm going to, of course, inspect it beforehand. Sure enough, it's a fair lock. 
for some reason. Hey, Mr. Keeler just wanted to speak to the manager on duty. I'm the manager on duty at the time. I'm the one that gets assigned that one and only match to be that special guest referee assigned. So that makes me even more unbiased. And I'm not sure if I'm the only one here in the show or not, but I'm just going to keep on going. Well, the, I see, here's what happens with that. Jeremy yeah. likes to make people feel uncomfortable sometimes. I I'm see. not trying to, I'm just here. I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying the conversation. So Jeremy, yeah, that's on you. Well, I, I wanted to uh, get into the exclusive here that I was going to give for Wrestle Talk right here tonight. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm going to uh, try and zoom in on this if I can. I don't know uh, if you can see this or not, but uh, this is my official referee's application for the state of Missouri. And I, I show this because, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think anyone has ever actually filled out one of these applications on on camera. Have they? Let alone wrestlers, managers. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll go through this. And, and, and this is something that I want uh, people that wrote in to to try and, and understand and comprehend here. That, uh, gentlemen, th this, as you know, is as real as it gets. Uh, yeah. th this is a real deal. Professional it's wrestling is... Right. It, exactly. It's a legitimate sport. And it's regulated in the state of Missouri. Uh, used to be regulated here in the state of Illinois, where I'm from. Uh, I believe it's still regulated in Kentucky, a few other Nevada, of course. And uh, it's a um, application from the Office of Athletics. I thought we would just go over it right here on camera. What do you it say? It doesn't get better than that. That's free. That's yeah. really freaking cool. I, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. And I, I have old blue here, so I'm going to sign it on camera too. All right. So let, the let's power of the pen. Yeah. It, put pin to paper. Here we go. So this is from the state of Missouri, and it's a division of professional registration application for professional licensing, Office of Athletics. And of course, office use only here. Uh, let me see here. And I'll, I'll try to zoom in here. Maybe you can get this where it says boxing and wrestling. Yeah. Yep, I see it. Uh, yep. Boxing, wrestling, it. martial arts. I checked wrestling. And this is actually, uh, you can see this. This For public viewing, the public can, can see this. You can go on um, to, to search, obviously, Google, uh, State Athletic Commission, Professional Wrestling, and you'll find this. It's a PDF file. And I already filled it out online. Uh, down here, I also checked referee and uh, want to add to this that the fee application is $50. Now, the level that I'm on, this fee has uh, been taken care of by the commission. So that weighs me. I'm totally clean and clear of any money that's involved here. I'm already done and taken care of. Cool. Kosher on that. That's awesome. That's great. Super. I didn't know that was a, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, $50 fee. And that's standard. Um, I, I just blocked out my personal info here. And then it goes on to ask. And, and this is where it's get fun. And remember, I'm on camera. Okay. So it asks, have you ever been convicted of a crime? 
except minor traffic violations, convictions on the back of this form. First of all, I checked no. And if you see the back of the form, it's clean, it's clear. I'm not a criminal here. Hey, I, I wouldn't be scared either way. Guys, I, I honestly have no idea how I made it through life this far. <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, that's a come on. This is a state application here. We have to get serious, all right? Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Jeremy, come on, man. Get serious. Have you ever been suspended or disciplined by the Office of Athletics or any athletic commission? I checked no. Are you currently under suspension or revocation from another boxing or wrestling commission? The does Las Vegas, Nevada count? Like, yeah, no, no. I, I voted no. Come on, let's get serious here again. <laughs> Don't trick me like that. Jeremy does the safe. I, I, I'm not. I'm not as smart as you guys. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, then it has a space for uh, boxers only. Essentially, asking when was your last match and uh, your win loss record. Physician only want to know what your training is and uh, what your license number may already be. Uh, then it asks if you are a, uh, a non-resident of Missouri. I mark that uh, I am a non-resident uh, because I'm a resident of the state of Illinois, just right next to it. Uh, of which I want to add to my case that, listen, I'm going to be driving over 350 miles one way to be there on Saturday. Okay? This, <laughs> I, I'm going to go there. I hope you have a pretty and yeah. I, I'm gone. Okay. What, what what car are you driving, or what what gas so, mileage uh, we getting here? Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's a Ford F two fifty. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So couple couple of oh, stops along you're the way. Ready for that yeah. one. Well, I'm going into the hills of the Ozarks, so I figured you know you, I, I gotta you need that prep for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it, it also says here, and uh, essentially, I certify or declare under penalty of perjury that I have read the foregoing application for license and that all answers given are my own and that all answers are true to my knowledge. So here again, I'm going to sign. And today's date, uh, if you would, Maestro, please. April 13th, 2021. Jeremy. Voila. That's Beautiful. great. That's Very great. <clears throat> it doesn't get much better than that. Right here on the so, show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now. Uh, here's another exclusive, and uh, I'm going to uh, send you a copy of this. Uh, it's a PDF file, and I'm also going to uh, send a copy of this to uh, New Breed Wrestling. And essentially, uh, it's a, a sworn sign. It soon will be a signed affidavit stating essentially this. Uh, this is from my office, my desk, uh, to the audience of New Breed and the state of Missouri listeners of Wrestle Talk podcast. I shall make a one-time special appearance in Fulton, Missouri at the event center located at 1950 North Bluff Street on 
hang on. It, it's Bluff Street. I guarantee you that is just the name of the street. This is not a bluff. This is the real deal. This uh, <laughs> Fulton, <laughs> Fulton, Missouri Event Center, located at 1950 North Bluff Street on this Saturday, April 17th, 2021, where I shall operate in my official capacity as a pay-per-view level official referee. Ooh, there we go. For the main event, match between competitor number one, and I listed out here, Math Magician, who is the champion, versus competitor Curtis Wilde is the challenger. Statement of fair competition and disclosure of prior prejudices. And again, I, I want to go back to a, what I said earlier. If you had contacted me shortly before November rain, we would have done the same thing. I would have signed the uh, uh, referee application as well as signed sworn affidavit of any prior judgments or anything that I would have had with the competitors before. So here we go. Statement of fair competition and disclosure of prior prejudices. The, the. I hereby swear that I have not officiated for either competitor within the past 10 years. However, I have refereed for Curtis Wilde, who I understand is soon going to be your guest on uh, after you kick me off. Uh, I did referee for him, and I had to be reminded uh, by actually one of your producers that we apparently had some matches together in a company like 15 years ago or so in a company that is honestly now closed down. Um, and to my, the best of my re recollection, he won some matches, lost some match. I'm considering all of that to be totally irrelevant uh, as well. It should be in, in any wrestling match because when the bell rings, Everything up to that point is is totally out the window, right? Right, and and I'm not going to say whose name that yeah. producer might be, but I think I know who it is. I'm not the smartest guy. Jeremy would just blast. You know, I'm not trying to say. That. Yeah. But no, I, I think this is great. Name? I think it's awesome that we're going on the same page on this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just great. We're going through an actual rundown of this prep work that you have to, I mean, this is, this is guys, this is like, this, like Terry said, as real as it gets. This is yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, th this is it. Um, I I go on to a state that I have already received compensation for my time and my travel uh, through the proper channels uh, and that I remain clean from outside influence. Furthermore, I am not affiliated with New Breed Wrestling, its owners, its shareholders, and I am not receiving guidance or direction from them. My fees are paid and I am licensed now by the state of Missouri as a referee under penalty of perjury. I swear that the above statements are true again. Here we go. Right. And I'm going to sign right now. Uh, Maestro, if you would, please, what's the date today? It is April 13th, 2021. You're getting good at that, Jeremy. I know. Rolls right off the tongue. Gentlemen, I, I certainly appreciate you being a witness here, as That's well as the viewing awesome. audience. There we go. That's yeah. great. That is so. history making here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, folks. Right yeah. then and there, Terry, Terry just came on and showed everyone what what how much effort, how much actual, how much behind the stuff, scene stuff is going into this, guys. This is 
yeah. this is it. This is uh, literally right. your work. Okay. Uh, getting getting, getting, yeah. Get, getting yeah. real here now that that really is real. What, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. And, That's and real. I, I have a quick question. I know Jeremy's yeah. I, I going strong on this, and I really think you guys are doing great. What's the penalty, let's say, that maybe something weren't – uh, you know, maybe followed up to code. What, what, what's the, what's the harshest one you're getting, or the slap that's on the wrist you're getting? How can I put this uh, as as an exclusive? Okay, you, the the producer has seen my resume, so he knows where I'm at. On top of the, the top, I mean, right? You're right. There. Okay. Uh, let, let me put it this way: they don't allow just anyone to attend a WrestleMania, the official WWE WrestleMania after party. Nor they, nor do they allow just anyone to attend the official WWE Hall of Fame red carpet ceremony. I have done both of those. Uh, wow. I'm well credentialed. I'm well qualified. So what they would be risking, what, and we're starting first of all with the competitors, what they would be risking is, uh, do you really want to go there? Uh, I, I know people, I can make some phone calls. Okay. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, same thing can be said for the promoters. Uh, who do you want to work with? Go there. Uh, going on a state level, now you have a penalty for perjury for what I just signed here on a state of Missouri level application. Um, probably thousands of dollars fine, imprisonment. I, I could go to jail. Here you go. Slap the silvers on me if I lied. Right. And that's the thing, you know, no one, and, uh, Jeremy, I'm really excited we did this because this brings in a whole element that people aren't seeing. And that's, you know, this, you know, you can see your friends do this as much as you want. And yeah, that's great. We'll, we'll do this and that and bing, 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 bing. But when it gets, no. it, when it's crunch time and this is, you're at, you're at the top of the level there, this, the, the play time's over, you know, this is, this is the steps that you need to take. And if you don't, there will be penalties. Right. Just right. incredible. Right. And, you know, yeah. I, you know, this isn't necessarily an official endorsement of the process that I just went through. However, I can totally understand, comprehend and even appreciate what it stands for in in theory and in practice. Professional wrestlers, they obviously if anyone wants to get into this business, they need to know you will get hurt. It's not a question of if, but when and how bad. So there it's should inevitable. be someone to say. Listen, buddy, uh, this isn't fun and games, okay? Um, it, it might be a little bit outside the ring. You know, it might be some entertainment. Let's, okay, let's call it what it is there. But uh, th this is serious stuff here. So, and, and there should be something, someone that says that. And as an official, that's also what I try to, to come in in the standpoint that I bring it from. You know, it is a competition. It is an athletic sport. So as an official, I look at a match as being to where I just want to see, I go back to the old school. Okay. I just want to see both competitors just take it to each other right there in the center, right in the middle of the ring. Now, obviously this is professional wrestling again. So everything's 
probably more than likely going to spill out, go all, all, all over the place, bring out the kitchen sink. Uh, but right. let, let me ask you guys this. Uh, you're, you're fans here, longtime fans, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. What, what, what to you guys, what is the point of a wrestling match? Jeremy, I'll let you go Tell first. I, to me, it's the culmination of telling a story. You know, you build between two wrestlers, and, you know, it's the eight old adage, settle it in the ring. But it's, you know, you build up for it with vignettes and promos. The point of the match is to be that culmination. Is he right on? I don't know. I don't want to answer if you're if he's on to something here. I well, I actually kind of want to hear from you as well. Get uh, your perspective. Hey, what's, your, what's your take on it? I'm really curious. But yeah, so I, I mean, obviously the point of it is is to put tell a story. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's to sell tickets and to bring fans, you know, bring people back and and encourage that that return on investment, you know, for the, you know, what happens after that match. So I, I that's where I think. A, a, a wrestling match is, and that's a business yep. side of. Let's let's retain. <laughs> right, right, the, gentlemen, both great answers, uh, and I'm not going to argue on either one of you. Uh, the point that I would like to make, uh, coming at it at, from an official standpoint, the whole point of a wrestling match is to pin your opponent, the, his shoulders to the mat for a referee standardized count of three. Or make them submit, or or tap out. I like that. That yeah. that's it. That's, that that is it. Really, that the, everything that we went through here earlier, what and what is going to be on Saturday night. That's it. Make your opponent pin his shoulders, or make him submit. There's nothing much more to it, right? Yeah. And so going from there, I want to see the opponents in practice, in theory, right there in the center of the ring. That's all. And, but at the same time, I know the level that I'm coming in at and I've had the pay-per-view level matches before. So I'm primed. I'm ready. I fully ready for this actually. Uh, it, matter of fact, the uh, steel cage match that I refereed for uh, the, yeah, for, earlier for November rain, I believe that is on uh, independent wrestling.tv. And that was named uh, one of the top five matches of the year last year. So I'm pretty sure this match here Saturday night and uh, going into uh, new new breed wrestling, that just may be a match of the year. I don't know. I hope so. But I'm paid the same regardless. <laughs> okay. That, that's interesting. I, and I, I don't mean to take up more of Jeremy's time because, and this is just something that I think about. I like to ask different officials, what's your training process? Because I, I mean, you're there to count, you know, three and you're there to watch the submission and the, you know, the result of the match, but there's a lot right. of work that you got to put into this. You can't just show up and, and wear a referee shirt one day and think this is it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the prep work for you look like? The well, I was uh, actually trained by uh, Windy City Pro Wrestling, and uh, started out years ago. And uh, the way that I actually got into a pro wrestling was uh, as a ring announcer. I have a background 
already in acting and radio and TV broadcasting. So that was kind of my foot in the door. And uh, the promoters and trainers, they kind of took a look at me after a while and said, you know, with your size, your build and your outgoingness and you're able to talk with your hands and uh, you're, you're boisterous. And uh, why don't you try getting in there and just riffing a match or two, just see what happens. And uh, that having to ref a match or two then becomes 10. And then uh, you just learn from, you know, the, you learn from the boys, you learn from the wrestlers. If, if you're screwing up, they'll tell you. Don't get <laughs> That's it wrong. For sure. so, <laughs> um, so, and also in being a referee, there were several times where I was the only referee on the show to where we would ha I would have to do what's called Iron Man refing to where I would be out there literally all night long for every match because you're put in on, on these indie shows and uh, sometimes they don't have a trained referee or anyone that can even pretend that they know what they're doing <laughs> when it comes to uh, being a referee. So, uh, so not, so I don't have just one match per night. I now have eight matches per night. So the level, the, the learning just increases and it's just compounded down even more probably than what it would be as a pro wrestler. Oh, yeah. And that, that's, that just amazes me because I, we had a conversation and I and Jeremy, please feel free to jump back in and, and throw me in, in the wall, whatever you got to do. But I think it's so, it's so amusing to me that whenever you get someone that hasn't seen, you know, professional wrestling in a while or any, even when they go to an indie show and they see some of these referees and go, oh, he could take my lunch money too. And I'm going, well, yeah. I mean, he has two mammoths getting ready to kill each other. You got to at least have some type of wherewithal here. And that's, I just, yeah. I love talking with you because you, yeah. you're really explaining this so well to let people know that this, this, this is a lot. This isn't a cakewalk by any means. And it won't be, I mean, especially right. Saturday, Saturday, right. you're going to, you're going to have to really on your game. That's why I got the call. You know, I'm not one of those referees that is going to get knocked down if the wind blows out of the Northwest at 10 miles per hour. You know, right. um, and something else I don't want to point out, too, is when uh, when you have both competitors in the ring at the same time. You know, wrestlers are trained to always have eyes in the back of their head, as they say, uh, or head on a swivel. When you're when you have to be an official or a referee where you are on a pay-per-view level, your head does have to be a little bit up above where the competitors are. Reason being is because, well, some guys like to use a little bit of dirty tactics where they will grab the ropes to hang on to the pin and get that extra leverage or maybe even pull tights. I can hear the audience at ringside. I'm not deaf. So if the audience is yelling, hey, look over there, he has the ropes. Guess what's going to happen? Oh, I see that. On yeah. the flip side, it, hang on. On the flip side of that same coin, you may have a guy who's getting pinned and his only out is to reach over and grab the ropes. Guess what? I can see that too. So I, I know what to look for. I, I know what the game is, as they say. So it's going to be a very fun night, Saturday night, that I know for sure. 
I'm looking forward to uh, refereeing the match in between the math magician. Uh, he's not a magician that does tricks. Oh, no. He's a math magician. And he's the champion. And uh, he's defending his championship against volatile Curtis Wild, who, as I understand, has a severe grievance against a new wave, uh, a new breed wrestling. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, get things settled yeah. out. So what else do you guys have? Well, well uh, yeah. Jeremy, real, real quick here. Sounds like you know a little bit more about what's going on. I'm not going to have you divulge, but can we see a little bit of firework display Saturday? Between the match. I mean, it sounds like there's something going on here. I'm not going to divulge into it. I don't think that's necessary. But could you see something getting out of hand, something getting explosive? Uh, what are you looking for? Hello? Jeremy? Jeremy, did you cut me off? Why is my microphone not working? City no. on the hill, I can hear you just yeah. fine. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I sorry. No, I... Yeah, no, sorry about that. I'm here, sort we, of. We just went quiet, Jeremy. But, yeah, no, I mean, are we – Terry, are we looking – Are you, yes. do you have any ideas of mine knowing your – technical stuff. You could – Okay. Knowing, uh, you know, knowing the wrestlers that you're officiating, do you, do you have any gathering reports that you do? Do you – Oh, I, well, in fair disclosure, I did see the video from the last event where okay. Curtis apparently has his grievance and that's what started the whole thing. So uh, to answer your question directly, yep. yes, if it okay. involves the match itself. And, uh, but it, again, I say that uh, Curtis must understand that once the bell rings, you know, uh, I, I can hear your grievances all day long. I'm happy to process whatever paperwork I need to get uh, or do or or to help in, in whatever way that I can on, on the level that I'm at. Um, I did see it. He does have a grievance. Uh, Math Magician, I believe he's a very fine champion, to be honest with you, uh, to be a representative of uh, New Breed Wrestling. And what, what really got me to sign on very quickly quickly to this match. It wasn't necessarily the competitors themselves in the match. Uh, again, I had to be reminded of who right. Curtis Wilde is uh, by, by your producer, actually. Uh, what got me signed on and so interested in being there is the fact that New Breed Wrestling is picking up the tradition of the sport of professional wrestling from where uh, the late, great Harley Race left off. I uh, have a great deal of respect for the gentleman. I, I'm a fan, obviously. Um, I, I was trained by the old school. Uh, here's another little exclusive for you. When I was working for TNA, Total Nonstop Action, it was uh, yeah. licensed and sanctioned by the National Wrestling Alliance at the time, the NWA. Right. Carly right. Race, NWA champion, really. That's what got me to sign on. That's simple. Wow. So. Wow. That's incredible. Jeremy, what else you got to add? Because I know that we have some, I, I, I know you're a format guy here, but I'm having a great time. I'm really having fun. I'm enjoying it. Well, you know, I do like that 
There's so much. First off, I think Terry is a perfect fit for this match on Saturday. Yep. Because, you know, when you look at Curtis Wilde, uh, you know, he called himself volatile. And volatile definition is liable to change rapidly and unpredictably. Well, when you're in a championship match, you know, and you're the challenger and you're going to do whatever it takes to win that title, you know, unpredictable things can happen. You got to have somebody, you know, right there, you know, almost almost eyes in the back of his head, but at least eyes in the sense where he knows what's going on. So, honestly, having Terry is the perfect fit for this. So, And like we said, the stakes are severely high. For Curtis Wilde. This isn't just your standard old, oh, if he loses, he, you know, doesn't win the championship. No, this is a, you know, do or die type of match, you know. It's your career we're talking about here. So I'm excited for that. That's this Saturday, April 17th, folks. Um, I, I do want to add, I do want to ask another question. I know this has been absolutely wonderful. I wanted to delve into a little bit about your ring announcing career early on. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned earlier on that you were part of Windy City Pro Wrestling. Now, yes, that's correct. in Windy City Pro Wrestling, you were actually the ring announcer for what is considered the world's yeah. largest battle royal. Now, first off, anybody that says the greatest Royal Rumble, you know, thing with WWE and Saudi Arabia, no. Bull crap. This is the world's largest battle royal. And when I mean big, listen to this one, folks. Three rings and 120 participants at the Hammond Civic Center in Hammond, Indiana. Mm -hmm. I mean, take me yeah. the atmosphere of just okay. being there for that, let alone... Oh, dear goodness. Yeah. This was uh, very early, fairly early in my career. Uh, I'd only been a ring announcer for about uh, three years for Windy City, and I was working exclusively for them at the time. And at that time as well, Windy City Pro Wrestling actually had an argument for being the number four promotion in the country, and that's behind uh, WWE, WCW, and ECW at the time. Their argument for this was this. Of course, being Windy City Pro Wrestling, you're based in Chicago. So that's the third largest market in the country, right? Right. And we we had three rings because we were able and also getting booked for three wrestling shows on the same day at the same time in different locations where Windy City would be having a wrestling show for a, uh, a fair over in Michigan and another county fair over in Illinois, and another fair over in Iowa, let's say. Uh, so it, it was a big company at the time. We we just had this idea, hey, we have three rings, and uh, on the end of all of our shows, we always have a battle royal. So let's put three rings together, and let's invite uh, not only the people that we already have working for our company, but let's open it up to some of our trusted independent performers that we know and trust. Let's bring them in. So now you have, what is that? 120 divided by three is 40 participants in each ring. 
Uh, and I say participants because uh, we were also a little bit ahead of our time here where we allowed women to mix it up with the men. So there were a couple of women participants in the battle. There we go. See, yeah. and, you know, that was something that didn't happen, you know, on a more consistent, I mean, obviously it was only about three years ago WWE even had their own separate Women's Pro Rumble. And before right. that, you yeah. had only had about maybe three uh, female superstars in the Royal Men's right. Royal Rumble ever. So, yeah, right. that's definitely something that's before. Adding just. Yeah, adding just a little bit to uh, more to this atmosphere here is this happened back in 2000. So right. that's how far ahead Windy City was of, of its time here. And it was at the Hammond Civic Center with, uh, I believe there was at least 2,500, maybe 3,000 paid attendance there. So this was a big deal here. Uh, and as far as being the world's largest battle royal, we actually submitted an official application to uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not and the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, wow. I so. see. I could only imagine. Because, you know, you, that's honestly another thing to state their case that you know, it's not just that they were in the third largest in uh, Los Angeles and then, of course, number one, New York City. Right. On top of that, you have the Manette in general. Indiana Park, India. You go to um, Missouri, St. Louis. Right. Right. St. Louis is a ruling hub. So, overall, I could see understand why I would uh, make the case for um, for Right. So do you have any more questions that I can help you with tonight? Uh, he did it to me again, Terry. You see that? Oh. He stranded me at the beginning of the show for 15 minutes. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> don't get mad. And now we got this. Yeah. But no, I, I have one last question while we're waiting on Jeremy because I know we got to get things going. I want to know so. how chaotic that scene was. The hundred, the battle rule. I want to know how much of a just... Matt, I mean, that's got to yeah. be just. Yeah, nonstop chaos. Uh, matter of fact, if you uh, watch the tape back, which uh, this was on VHS tape, uh, oh, wow. if you know what those things are. Uh, <laughs> if you watch the tape back, the announcers actually say, and if you think we're going to call the action in this, you're out of your mind. Really, <laughs> you have 40 people in each ring just going at it bodies flying everywhere fists and kicks and punches and everything uh till finally you get down to uh the each person from each ring they finally meet in the middle and you uh declare a full grand champion so uh what wow. what a fun of it that was <laughs> that's fun but it, i i could only i I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't an official i'm glad i'm glad i get to watch it on tape because i could just imagine how much fun you guys are having but that's impressive. I actually, I think that would probably have been one of the most fun live events to attend is something like that. That is just, that's incredible. Where's he at? The biggest challenge that, the biggest challenge that night was uh, actually properly, 
pronunciation introduction oh. of all of those participants. Um, Good night. The responsibilities, the responsibilities, though, in fairness, was actually shared in between me and uh, two other ring or the other rings. So I had 40 guys that I had to introduce. They have 40 get so on. So, yeah. What an incredible you, night. Did you still have to call them? Uh, did you have to, were your 40 people the same? You had to say this such and such has been eliminated also. So you got 50 people flying over the top. <laughs> Thankfully, I, because we had such a big attendance, I, I, there were no introductions or anything over the <laughs> mic once the, the matches were going. So no live commentary or anything like that. So oh, just yeah. well, standard ring introductions for well, thank uh, goodness. the beginning of the match. Thank goodness, because that would have been that would have been even more fun and more fun for me to watch. But Jeremy, what's going on here? Are you mad at me? <laughs> me mad at you? No. Technology yeah. mad at me? Yes. We we're just talking and, more of that battle royal. And mad at me? Yes. Let me. <laughs> I am not looking forward to that after show. What's what's your Drake knows like I do. It's not going to be pleasant. Oh, yep, that's true. That's fair. But, but Jeremy, where are we at here at the show? Because I know you're format guy, and I saw you message me. I haven't read the message yet because you had the the internet connection. Are we are we shifting a little bit towards high spots or a shoot and shout? Or are we? What are we doing here? You're the boss. Well, I'm just told to look pretty. I, I got one more question to ask before we uh, transition into our lovely uh, shoot and shout. Okay, let's let's do it. So. You've talked about multiple times on this uh, during this interview, Terry, about being on the at the Hall of Fame, you know, red carpet and the WrestleMania after party. Yes. Tell us how you were able to get that type of access because this is no, you know, standard little hey meet and greet type thing. This is this is legit stuff, man. Tell like yeah. WrestleMania after party. That's like a fan's dream come true, let alone, you know, somebody within the business. Yeah. 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 Uh, first of all, I'm very humbled to be in that position. That isn't just the political or the diplomatic answer. It's honest truth. Uh, really, it's something that I'm very grateful for. Uh, how did I get into that position? I... I, I know some people and I've known them for a long time and to get anywhere in professional wrestling, you just have to be a friend. That's it. Yes, sir. Yeah. I just want everyone to hear that in the back of church also, because that was probably some of the, anyone that's just listening to a show that could take away from this. I mean, it, First of all, you give a referee seminar for how to really take care of you and all the what it's really about. You that to me was the biggest bit of information, my biggest insight out of this because it, it's as simple as it gets, but it's as truthful as it gets. And no, thank you. This is for you. That, that's that's great. So, Jeremy, I just I'm sorry I'm taking your time, but I just think this has been one of the best interviews that we've done in 2021. I just I think this is great. Number one, we're number one. We are number one. <laughs> That's listen, great. I tell you what, hey, how much time can you give me here? Can you give me like five minutes? Because I'll give you an exclusive here. You, you asked the question. 
I'll I'll answer it, but I I won't answer it directly. Go for it. Okay. Is is that fair? Do do we have five minutes? Perfect. Good. Okay. Um, I'll tell you how I got hired into TNA. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. Okay. So. This is going back years, years ago, uh, when when Total Nonstop Action was actually filming out of Nashville. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I have all good things to say about TNA, and I bring this up because, uh, well, you're you're getting the exclusive here. Um, let me see. And I wrote a note about it. Oh, here it is. Uh, on your your introduction, that uh, your producer, someone wrote for me. Fine. Fine introduction, really, again, humbled. Um, but I just want to make a slight correction here. In the introduction, it said, uh, upon leaving the promotion, and that's in referring to TNA. Uh, first of all, here's the exclusive for you. Uh, I didn't leave TNA. Referee Terry Hopper did not leave TNA. TNA left Terry Hopper. I was with TNA when they were in Nashville. And they picked up cost-saving measure. I, I don't blame them. I have no ill will. I can only say great things about them. I, I love them and grateful for my time there. They picked up and they moved down to Florida. So uh, if you could make that correction in your bio for me, I'd appreciate that. I didn't leave TNA. So, and, and why they haven't called me since? I'm waiting on you, Scott Damore. I, I'm one of the very few referees here alive that I'm not only qualified to referee in a four-sided ring, I'm refereed in a six-sided ring, okay? Not very many referees can say that. Exactly. No. no. So, no. Maybe, maybe the, this, will, this clarification will help it. Right, right. So – to answer your question a little bit more is how did I get hired into TNA? Well, uh, I, I will give you this too. I did leave Windy City. Them, I, I did leave them uh, because I knew I just reached that point where I needed to grow. Uh, I wanted to travel and I wanted to really expand my horizons. So after I left, I started researching and finding other promotions that I could possibly team up with and work with. And I found uh, a referee by the name of Rudy Charles, who at the time was the referee for TNA. He had his own promotion in Evansville, Indiana, and he ran the uh, local uh, fairgrounds there every Wednesday night. I found his promotion. Figured out that if I left at that point, after doing the research online, if I left at that point, I could just make it to his show, and I made it there. Here's where it gets really interesting. I get there, buy a ticket, and I'm just planning on uh, attending as a fan. Come to find out, they don't have a ring bell. I just so happen to, here's something else. Here's another lesson for you in pro wrestling. When should you bring your gear? Always have it. Always bring your gear. I have my own ring bell. Hell yes. What? Yeah. yeah. What? I I have my own. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know what? If there's any referees out there, th this is another lesson for you. Have your gear. Have extra gear like this. Have a ring bell. There, there's so many, you know, indie promotions out there that they don't even have a bell. Why? No. So I, I went out to my truck. I grabbed my bell and I let them use it for the rest of the night. The rest is history. That's incredible. Wow. That's that's really cool. So we. I, I, I tell you what, I, I want to leave you with this gift here. Two things, okay? Number one, uh, first, I I have to do this. I, I have to end you with the promo to, to sell or put over the match that I'm going to referee this Saturday. So if you would allow me to just a few seconds here, and I'll give you one last thing here that is going to be just for your listeners and their advantage here. So here we go. New Breed Wrestling this Saturday night, April 17th, 2021. Referee Terry Hopper, that is me. I'm going to be making a special appearance where I will be refereeing one match, and that is the main event in between the Math Magician versus the volatile Curtis Wilde for New Breed Wrestling in Fulton, Missouri this Saturday night. We'll see you there. Now, just for the listeners here of Wrestle Talk Radio, listen, guess what? We're going to play a little, a, a little joke on your friends, okay? So we're going to be very quiet, all right? And I'm going to quietly count down from three to one, and then I'm going to ring the bell. So what you want to do is you want to set this up next to your sleeping friends, and they'll get woken up, okay? So here we go, all right? Ring the bell. We'll see you. Thank you. Terry, thank you so much. That was incredible. Terry. <laughs> Music to my ears. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Jake, you're you're used to being right near the action, right near those ring bells anyway. So I mean it's kind of just I used to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh golly. <laughs> It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Russell Talk. Thank you. Oh, Terry, thank you, guys. You guys just got a treat. That was a seminar and a half. Yeah. We learned yeah. so much, and we're all preparing towards Saturday. Terry, thank you so much again. Thank we you got thank a you. referee application. We got a promo. We got a ring bell. I mean, and we got a kick-ass show coming up this Saturday, April 17th. I mean, what more can you ask for? I'm, I'm telling folks. Terry, you thank it. you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank Jeremy, you. that was all. That was probably the most fun I've had all year with you, Jeremy. And I think that's saying that that's that just goes to show how we keep getting better and better each week with different guests, different insights, and it entertaining for everyone. Was that like a heaven's bell or something ringing? Like dying? What was that? I, Jeremy. I don't do new with technology. I, I pay people for this. Jeremy? I think Jeremy. Bell's ringing in my ear. Yeah. You just let I'm me up to. Hey, I, I, I pay a team for this. I'm new. I pay a team for my, my tech stuff. 
So I, I'm going to leave it to you. I know. I think I, that real. Right. Go for Let's it, talk man. about our sponsors. For me. We need our sponsors. We have go. great sponsors. Without them, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be upgrading all of our transmissions. We wouldn't be building and building and building and having guests like Al Snow, Herb Simmons, Gangrel, Terry, and then we got Curtis tonight, Mr. Wild tonight, just in a few short minutes. But without our sponsors, none of this would happen. Jeremy, please, please let WrestleTalk know who supports us and who we should support in return. Absolutely. Like you said, without the sponsors, not only will we not be able to have the guests that we have on, but we also will not be able to be on StreamYard. And while we are still working on a few of the little kinks as far as technical goes, I'm telling you, folks, thanks to Combat, to King Cade, to the Esports Bar KC, to Interstate 70 Sports Media, to Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, and of course, the very own DFWWC. Without any of them, without them, I'm telling you, folks, this show would be a hell of a lot harder to do. So for all of you, not only watching and listening, but for sponsoring and advertising from the bottom of my heart and for the bottom of Drake's and everyone else, you know, the now Nightmare Jones, JP, everybody. Thank you so much. Let me tell you, folks, if you thought Terry Hopper was an amazing guest, which he was, it's because of these sponsors that we have, like Drake said, we have Herb Simmons, we have Gangrel, Al Snow, and... Later on tonight, we're going to be having ourselves the volatile one himself, Mr. Curtis Wilde. Now, before we get to that, I got to say, there's one thing that I didn't get a chance to talk about. And Drake, I'm glad you're here because it's something I've wanted to actually ask you for probably a couple weeks now. Um, but I know because, like you said, you it's not that bad. Have I know you, you will not have my right. social security number. It it is not. Okay. Okay. I did have a question for Drake, but I don't have it anymore. No. All right. Okay. Shoot. Come on, Jeremy. What do we got? All right. This is, you know, a historic week in professional wrestling. Not just because we just had an amazing interview with Terry Hopper. Not just we're, because we're going to have an amazing interview with Curtis Wilde, but because for the first time in a long time, Drake, for every day of, I guess, the work week, if you will, we're having a professional wrestling program on TV. We got Raw on Mondays, even though it's kind of Raw. We got NXT on Tuesdays. We got Dynamite on Wednesdays. We got Impact on Thursdays. We got SmackDown on Fridays. And if this were 2006, we would have Velocity and Heat on the weekends. But I got to ask you, Drake, as a wrestling fan, how do you feel about knowing? we got a surplus of professional wrestling going on. Well, I work a lot, Jeremy. I only get to see probably maybe an hour of all the highlights together. My team puts them together from each night, and I watch the packages. It's not the YouTube stuff, but the actual stuff that happens on the shows. But it makes it more fun for everybody. It gives us more to talk. gives everybody more fuel for their fires. And it gets us the opportunity to love professional wrestling even more I am just ecstatic with everything that's happening. We got competition moving, and all of a sudden it frees up schedule time. So it gives us more time to enjoy. What's better than that? And, you know, exactly. Jeremy, just one, one thing. 
um, I don't enjoy my time because I'm too busy making money. So with that being said, that's why I watch highlights because I don't get to have that full immersive experience. You see, that that also kind of figured why when uh, Terry asked us about what we thought a wrestling match was, I had it from the fan perspective. You had it from the businessman perspective. <laughs> Both of them? Put them together, man. I mean, we're all set. You know, the steak Here's and the, the church. Here's the right. steeple. Open up the exactly. door and look at all the people. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I've just gotten word, as have you, that our second guest has arrived. And I am ready to have an amazing this. interview. And I know you are well. Because, you know, it's, it's always great having uh, somebody involved in the match. We just had the uh, referee for this match Saturday, April 17th. But with the perspective about the man who supposedly has the grievance, the perspective of the man who is known as unpredictable is known as volatile. Shall we? Uh, All righty. Ladies and gentlemen. Wow, look at this. Here he Curtis, is. What? The man, the myth himself. Hold on real quick, sir. I hate to interrupt before you get going, but I don't think Jeremy did a good enough job to introduce a man of your caliber. And it I kind of puts us out. Why don't you try that again? Why don't you try that again? Let's go for two. Take two. Oh. Come on, Jeremy. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, I am ready. You know how I do with these intros. We got this. Ladies and gentlemen, he trained under Mr. Intensity. He made his professional wrestling debut in 1999. He has competed in over 30 professional wrestling promotions. He is volatile. He is unpredictable. And on April 17th, he is going to attempt to beat the math magician for the new breed wrestling championship. Ladies and gentlemen, volatile Curtis wild. Now hit my music. Uh, my music. Uh, if Jeremy if was Oss. here, I would have. Oss. Oss. Jeremy, this is on you. I hate to break When, when Renee's one. here, we don't have this problem. How's that one on me? I'm not the one with the audio engineer. I'm not. Don't put that one That's on because me, because Renee Drake. is the one, the only, the night owl, and you're not. Oh, we have. I'm, I'm not trying you know, to say anything, Jeremy. But a lot of people agree. Right. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, you're not either, Drake. Don't worry. <laughs> and we just got one. There God. is no... Uh, yeah, thank God. Well, aside from the no music tonight, uh, Curtis, how you doing, buddy? Man, I, I'm doing good. I, I'd be doing better if I was still in that pool back there. Uh, oh, right now, I'm taking a little time out of. Right now, I'm taking a little time about living the life that I live wild, like only wild can. And I'm talking to you, cats, about this Saturday night. And, and let's dive right into that, Jeremy, because you said something that I just think is not very fair or polite. I, you said attempting. I have no doubt a man of Curtis Wilde's stature and, and prowess and, and professional wrestling, he's no attempting. He's going to do what he's been doing. And, and Mr. Wilde, if you could please explain to Jeremy how this started. Why are we at the point we are now with New Breed and what's going to happen on Saturday? fact is that just like everywhere else I go, in New Breed Wrestling, 
Scott Z, the promoter, has an issue with me. There's a conspiracy. He wants to hold me down because he knows that if I strap a rocket to my back, I'm going to the moon. He wants to make sure that I don't take over his company because he knows that I'm going to make him look. See, Scott Z is just like Herb Simmons, just like the late, great Tony Costa, just like the man who Terry Hopper trained under. Sam DeSero, they've all had it out for me. All these years I've been in professional wrestling, each and every one of them have done everything they can do to try to hold me down, and it has reached ahead. It's reached the pinnacle of this point here in New Breed Wrestling. Because you see, I, I've done everything I could do. I've been everywhere I could go, and now it's time that I take the next step. You see, I'm not going to say exactly hold on, but I'm seasoned. I'm experienced. We'll put it that way. And the fact is, Either I take that next step and take for not only the main event team, new wrestling, the new wrestling heavyweight team, Scott's new wrestling. You see, I am going to achieve my destiny and I am going to take my seat on the throne exactly how I should. Scott Z's had referee after referee that he's paid off, he, he's got him in his back pocket. But Saturday, as far as I'm concerned, he's bringing in a ringer because he is bringing in a referee that I'm familiar with. How often do you have a referee of the stature of a Terry Hopper in independent professional wrestling that that promoted by the? How often do you see a, a promotion plug a referee? Not only him, but I got Matt the Magician. The guy's held that title for over a year. And this Saturday night, it all comes to a head. This Saturday night, you're going to find out what volatile means. And you're going to find out exactly why I'm the Lion of the Lou, the Wolf of West County, the Spark of Forest Park. And Saturday, the Pharaoh of Fulter. Does that just sum it like put? Just like Picasso paints, you just illustrated it beautifully to Jeremy White. There should be no question or debate with Saturday. And I got a question. I'm not trying to say anything bad. I I don't want to be the guy that kind of points out some things that were brought up at a maybe at a con. It just seems like like Terry has a little bit of a, a history that he kind of is holding against you in a way. I, I don't want to throw out any assumptions. I'm not saying he's going to do a bad job. Terry's one of the best referees out there. But is that going to affect your your uh, your preparation, number one? And then number two, is it going to affect your tactics this Saturday as well? All right, well, let's take two parts. The first part is Terry Hopper. You want to reference him again. So, so let's go back in time a little bit. Terry Hopper was there some of my pivotal times and some of my, my most important moments, and he acted like he didn't remember it. He wanted a big-time Curtis Wilde. Nobody big times Curtis Wilde. Terry Hopper knows exactly what I know, and that's that everywhere I go, I run roughshod. I do exactly what I want, when I want, how I want, and I say what I'm going to do, and then I do it. And this Saturday is going to be no different. So uh, let's talk about Terry Hopper. Let's talk about the fact that, that we've had some history way back 15 years ago. 
let's talk about the fact that he was multiple organizations everything they could do to try to hold me down he, he's known as a warden in that ring because you don't get away with anything and terry is still holding a grudge i think because he thinks that i gotta some things uh, uh, over my career over my illustrious career he thinks that i got away with some things but the fact is, it was always fair and square. He should have always been right down the middle. And I'm not sure he did. I'm not sure he did. But he's got one thing that, that he mentioned that not a lot of other referees on this level have. You know, they used to refer to him not just as the warden, but as the whole reffing show. And there was a reason for that, because he could referee an entire show. Well, Saturday, you ain't got to do that, Terry Hopper. Saturday night, you had a referee one match, the main event, where my career is on the line, against the New Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, against New Wrestling itself. And Terry Hopper, if you don't call right down the middle, and you don't do your job exactly how you're supposed to, you, sir, are going to find exactly felt last month. When I put him in the wild ride, I dropped him on his mouth and I knocked him out. I couldn't have said it better. This is this is starting to really heat up to a boiling point. Like you've said, we've had Russell talk talk about our fan base has been chiming in, sending us messages about what we wanted to uh, get across, what they wanted us to. This is one that I think is very important. You've done this for so long with so much success, and I mean that with the utmost respect. Is your preparation any different heading into Saturday, or are you taking it the same as you do each and every time you step in the squared circle? Well, just know that just on the other side of that pool is a fitness center, and I've been putting in the work. I might not have been talking about it on the Internet because I don't need anybody seeing what my training is. But the fact is, uh, I used to be the guy who, who could go on a pit bender and stumble into the town at 4 o'clock in the morning, go on another party, and then come back to the arena, put on my gear, and put on the best show that those people to see that night. It didn't matter if my opponent said his prayers, ate his vitamins. Jeremy, are you getting this? I want you to understand that I'm not trying to, Jeremy, I know we fight a lot, but this is important because this is showing how important Saturday is. We have a career versus an opportunity. I think it is the most brilliant move I've ever seen because, Mr. Wilde, I have no doubt that you're going to take it all to the next level Saturday. But if you win, you get control of a company without putting any financial investment into that company. You're 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 the guy. If you, I mean, you're it. You're the pinnacle of a company. If you it when you pull out ahead on Saturday, and have you thought about any of the the things that are you're seeing on the horizon for Newbreed? Have you thought about anywhere down the line past Saturday with the company? And if you have, what's looking on the agenda if, if Saturday looks pretty good? And I think it will. You know, the fact of the matter is, a month ago, 
I don't think that I took Iceman as seriously as I should have because I didn't realize that he was going to use, uh, you know, the tactics that he used. He knew that my feet were on the ropes. He knew my feet were under the ropes. He knew my legs were wrapped in the ropes. And he still accepted the victory. Some kind of upstanding hero that guy is. But the fact is, this month, I'm not going to take the same approach. I am not going to look past that magician. You see, I'm going to look right into him. I'm going to look right through him. And I'm going to take his soul when I take the New Breed Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Because that's what everybody in that company wants. I've heard the Does same thing. It's just refreshing to have someone actually answer questions instead of, you know, sometimes we get some sugar coaters and to have someone just point blank, A, B, here's what's going to happen. I have a found respect for that. And I know Jeremy does as well. And yes. this just brings us to our next point, Jeremy. And this is something that you and I have talked about as well. And and this is, this is big. And Mr. Wilde, Please forgive me if I'm speaking incorrectly, and, and please let me know if I do. Jeremy does all the time. Oh, I will. When you – Go ahead. Okay, I didn't know. I, I was waiting. I didn't want to be rude and interrupt you. When you – Jeremy, what do you mess – hold on. Jeremy, I have to take something really quick. This is for – that thing I was telling you about earlier, it's from our producer. Can you please step in? Absolutely. You know, I think what I, I do appreciate the most out of this is, you know, they always say you man might do. Well, you know, I think a corner man is most dangerous. You know, for you right now, you know, when you're volatile, you're unpredictable. Right now, you've put yourself in a position where you are putting your career on the line for this championship, you know, against the math magician. And, you know, is it because you said to yourself, like, hey, you know, I got to throw everything out there. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win that title, you know, no matter what gets in my way. And, you know, it, it kind of showcases the blood, sweat, and tears you put in as a wrestler. And I have to the ask. Fact, the fact is. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, I made him a few offers that night. Okay. I made Scott a few offers. I offered him $10,000 for that job. He refused it. I offered him 30 days of wildfire services. Refused it. It was the only thing I had left, gentlemen. It was the only thing I had left to offer is my 20-plus years in this business. If I can't step up, step out, and claim my throne that I need to get out of this business. I don't deserve to be here anymore. I've seen better days. I need to be put up pasture. But that's simply not what's going to happen. Saturday night, I'm going to step up to the plate. Saturday night, I'm going to show everybody what the Lion and the Lou does best, and that's get wild. And if we want to talk about facts, let's talk about facts. Fact. Everywhere I've ever been, I started at the bottom. And I clawed my way to the top. Fact. When I got there, I took over. Fact. Everybody always tried to hold me down. Fact. They 
simply couldn't. It didn't matter if I was the first match, the second match, or the last match. I was always the main event. Everywhere I went, my match was the main event. Wherever I was, my face was on the poster. Wherever you heard about it, it was mine that was being promoted. Because everybody knows you can't trade and you are looking at the top of the line right now. You are looking at the top of the food chain. You are looking at the apex predator in Midwest wrestling and nobody can touch me because I am the lion of the loo. I couldn't have, and, and without a doubt, and this is why I kept telling Jeremy, he asked me earlier about my thoughts on the match before the show started. And I said, I truly don't think out of all the, the t obstacles, I think this is one that is right up your alley. You are somebody who, who is just thrives in that pressure situation. And Jeremy, I have a little bit of a surprise for you later. That's what that phone call was for. But Mr. Wild, I have a oh, question boy. and this is a serious one. You've, you're putting your career on the line. Are you thinking about any specific moment from your career that you might have to just remember as a memory if, if something were to go wrong Saturday? Or is it too early to even think about that yet? Or, or are we in the mindset of winning like you always are? I'm not even coming into that. That's not even coming into my equation. See, no. there's one here. And it's full throttle fleet ahead. And this is the only gear I got. Because the fact is, it's either I win or I walk away from this business. And not only do I not want that, my family doesn't want that. But I'm sure that at some point, someone has got it in their head that just because I've got a child on the way, just because I just had a birthday, getting a few more grays in my head, then I'm not going to be able to pull it off. But here's another fact for you. Saturday night, the 17th, in Fulton, Missouri. Not only is it going to be the main event, not only is it going to be one of the matches of the year in the entire wrestling world, but it is going to be a lesson to Scott Z, to Megan, and to anyone else who will ever question my dominance in this business. You should have known better. Without it, and I meant no disrespect for that question. I know that sometimes you get people like Jeremy that, and this is what I think is funny. Jeremy, do you see some correlations here between how winners act, how successful people act in this industry? There's no thought of anything other than success Saturday. And Jeremy, you had another question that I was going to throw back to you, but I'm going to take one more. Go for it. This has been the most ridiculous year when it comes to COVID and everything, killing every type of live event. Have you? What have you used this pandemic for? I know you've still been traveling because there's no stopping your your travel schedule with how busy you are. But is there one thing that you've taken away from COVID that maybe will help you um, with maybe patience or something going into Saturday? Is there some key trait that you've taken away? Um, you know, waiting for everything to open up or waiting to get back to your normal schedule because you're normally just jet flying. Not even trying to quote anyone, but you're jet flying. You're hitting every state pretty much within a, you know a matter of months and it, it's just you're you're hitting everywhere so what's the question in there oh sorry i didn't mean to make myself 
stumble here. I, my question is, did you learn something from COVID maybe with patients or maybe with, with weights or uh, with weights, I mean, durations of time that maybe is helping you for Saturday? Because this has got to be, this is a long time coming. Yeah, I, I learned a whole lot from COVID. Even a pandemic can't hit me. Pandemics are holding me down. Because the fact is, that even during that, everything was shut down. Curtis Wild, riding the miles. Curtis Wild was making memories every whit. Curtis Wild expressed. So here's one interesting thing the pandemic did, though. I like to beat people up. During the pandemic, there weren't a whole lot of people around. So the fact is, I didn't get to scratch that itch. I didn't get to step in the ring. I didn't get to do what I do best. I didn't get to, to destroy people in the middle of the so I'm a headhunter. I will just kick you in the head off. And I wasn't able to do that. The entire time that the pandemic was going, no crowd gathered. Nobody could get to Jeremy, what'd you do? Don't look at me. I saw it. I don't you look at me. I know you. Don't you look at me like that. Well, I think his uh I think he's got technical issues on his end too. Uh, well, I think that I, I'm not there we go. He's there we back. Are. The one, the only, the volatile Curtis Wild back at Russell Talk. Sorry about that. Let's pick back up. Let's pick back up where I left off because the one thing that the pandemic really did was it made me hungry. It made me angry and it made me chomp at the bit for my chance to dominate this business. And Saturday night, that's my opportunity. Goodness, just phenomenal. It, it, that's the attitude of a winner, Jeremy. And be, Jeremy, do you, have, do you have, I know we have the game show and we have some things going on. I know that you're a format guy and you yell at me for that, but I want to take this time to let you, it's Jeremy, someone who thinks. It's the attitude of a champion. Yep. Without a doubt. And without you, a doubt. You know, and. When I said in the intro about attempt, that has to be, see, Drake and I are talking about the whole steak and the sizzle type thing. You know, I've not doubted for one second Drake's confidence in you. I have, there has to be one person that at least keeps that unbiased standpoint for the listeners. Now, I know that you mean nothing short of business and ass kicking when it comes to this Saturday. You're going to go in that ring and put literally everything on the line and d deliver the beating of a lifetime to the math magician. So well, meant no disrespect. You know of course, you know, we just, one of us two hosts has to be the, un, has the unbiased journalism attitude. So. Oh you know. yeah. And it's you. Come yeah. On. I'm sorry. You, when have you, you ever been unbiased in your life? Oh, my please. God. Right now. Because it's a fact. If you want to prize that's your chance. Right. Well, I got to tell you, I got to ask you, uh, Curtis. So, you know, it was only two years ago 
that yourself, the Lion of the Lou, it's not just something that, you know, you yourself call you. A lot of people call you that because it's true. You were on top of the world. I mean, you held the MMWA Heavyweight Championship, the SICW Classic Wrestling Championship, and the New Breed United States Championship. Over that time, where has, I mean, I got to think of how to word this, because obviously that's a pinnacle right there when you are, you know, holding all those titles and all those different promotions. You are literally running an entire territory. So I have to ask you. Simultaneously. I held them simultaneously. Right. Absolutely. And that's no easy feat for any wrestler in any territory, any part of this world. To hold even more than one title. And then look at you holding more than two. You held three. So I have to ask, which one, of, if any of them, you know, I know it's, it's going to be a hard one to ask, what felt the most accomplishing for you to achieve, to win? Well, anytime you win a championship, that is an accomplishment that you should want to achieve. But right. let's go down the line because all of those belts have their own personal greatness. The New Breed Wrestling belt has its own personal greatness because the belt is defended in Harley Race Country. That belt is defended in Harley's old territory before it moved from Missouri. Let's move on to MMWA. MMWA was ran by Tony Costa. Tony Costa was a wrestler for wrestling at the chase. He was a great friend of Bruiser Brody and, and one of the most respected men in the business. I was the champion for his organization too. And then we move to SICW, which as far as anyone is concerned, is what wrestling at the chase evolved into. See, over 40 years. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Vince McMahon used to use Herb Simmons' lessons to, to do shows in, in Illinois. That's how big of a deal Herb Simmons is. And his connection to wrestling at the chase makes the SICW title one of the greatest prizes in all of sports and entertainment. And I held all three of them at the exact same time. Time. These are the top organizations in, in territory. If you want to call this a territory, I was the godfather. I was the man exactly. because I had all three championships at the same time for the top organizations in the Midwest. Nobody can touch that. And nope. now, Saturday That's night, I'm going to show exactly why I can do it again. There you go. And there you I go. The guy just painted you a Leonardo DiCaprio, Jeremy. You were nicer to Terry, I think. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm a, I'm not that guy. I'm just saying some of the Wait, fans are commenting. Nice to Terry. He was nicer Terry, to Terry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't appreciate it. Was sick. Yeah, it made me sick. You know what, Terry? I'm not even dealing take with you right now. Away. Yeah, well, I do have something that might. Mr. Journalist. Yeah, I know. 
that's another story for a different day. But I got a prize. I got a present for you. I got a surprise, Mr. Wild, because even though Jeremy was a little bit biased today, you have a chance to smoke him in the trivia challenge here. If you're interested in just a couple of minutes. That was what we were on the phone. The Curtis Wild back. I love it. That's what I was on. Yeah, I, I knew it. That's why I got on the phone with our producer. I said, we need to get some game show stuff, and that's why I had to take a break. And I'm ready now. Let's just hope that the the uh, questions and answers haven't already been fed to everybody else playing here. And, and let's hope that Scott Z didn't pay you guys off to make sure that I lose heading to Saturday. Maybe damage my morale. I I'm one step ahead of you, I think, on that because I wouldn't let Jeremy. Renee, I wouldn't let Joe go anywhere near this game show challenge because I've had that happen to me. Where people send, don't say there you go, it happened. People send questions and answers in and everyone knows them but me. This isn't going to happen here. You're, Jeremy's going to actually have to have a fair fight for once instead of being handed up. I'm just saying, Jeremy, people have said it, not me. People have. The same people that have probably smoked you in the trivia challenges in the past. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Haas, I have a question. Is it okay that we, we get stuff going here? I know that we have music specifically for this segment. And Mr. Wild, talk a little bit more after the trivia challenge and just wrap up for Saturday, wrap up how the importance of it is and how much, how why fans should really pay attention because you're going to be the new breed champion here on Saturday as far as I'm concerned. But now it's time. It is time for the Russell Talk Game Show Challenge. Hardcore Haas, I'm ready for the music. Showing you guys the pool again was just a reminder that we should speed this thing up. I got some swimming to do. I'm absolutely. We're going right into Drake, it. Drake, we may just have to get right to the question. You know, I, I think we're going to because Mr. Curtis Wilde's a busy man. He's got a championship match exactly. Saturday. We cannot hold. Don't don't do that. You were just saying. Oh. We're taking it, and we're going to run with it. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the Lion of the Lou, the Vital Curtis Wilde, and the maestro himself, Jeremy Carp. In honor of tonight's guest, our Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled a flair for the gold. Before you even get started, Jeremy, tonight's category is not about Ric Flair. In just a few moments, I'm going to give you guys background information about three individuals. These three individuals have held multiple championships at the same time. Whenever you think you might know who the answer is, shout it out. The first person to win two out of three falls, Curtis Wilde, will beat Jeremy and be tonight's winner of the game show challenge. Does that is that making sense, guys? Except for the winner losing part, yes. Okay, that's fair. Are we ready to get going? I will say that if it's if it's recent wrestling, I might not know what's going on because I don't pay attention to those jabronis. Do not blame you there. I think that uh, I I'm truly watching, think I'm, I'm watching the greats. Yesterday. Yeah, and I promise you. 
there's some greats of yesterday right here on the list tonight because I had a little bit of an insight as to what the palette is of Mr. Wild. But let's get started. It's question one. This this professional wrestler is the in the WWE Hall of Fame twice, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, as once as a singles competitor, once as a tag team competitor. This man is a former five-time WWF World Heavyweight oh, Champion. Bret Hart. Yep. That is one. Jeremy. That's yeah, You got there first. What can I say? Well, yeah. let's see if we can go for a sweep. I think it's very possible. This professional wrestler has held multiple WWE championships twice in his career. He held the United States and Tag Team Championships with the Big Show, and he also had the WWE. It's not Rob Van Dam. Jeremy, what did you say? Liz. Wow. One to one. We are ha we're cooking. Wait, I promise that. My fair point. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. That'd and I, I, I mean, I, I he kind of looks like Mr. Frogger in a way. I mean, dude, a guy on the left is Curtis Wild. You're gonna look like the Miz is the star. <laughs> I, they aren't all perfect. No. Question three at WrestleMania six. This WWE Hall of Famer cemented his legacy by holding. WWF World Heavyweight Champion and the Intercontinental Ultimate Champion. Ultimate Warrior. Haas, do we have a timer on this? Who won? Who got the answer I first? Did. I got to ask Haas. He's the judge. It's fine. Ask Haas, but I believe I got it first. Haas. Haas, I know that apparently it was Jeremy. We're up two to one, Jeremy. I I kind of heard you at the same time, but our, our judge said otherwise. But that's okay. We have two more left, no, no, no. guys. We need to play back the footage. We need to play back the footage. We need no. to play back. Well, back. I, I, wish we, doesn't have that. I, I wish we could because Jeremy and I-70 Sports Media doesn't sponsor that much for a Russell Talk, so we couldn't get that feature just yet. So the man actually to blame is, is the one you're competing against that we don't have that advanced technology. We will get it, though. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, guys, it is time for question. Wait, Jeremy, did you win? I got two. Well, we're going to do the alternate one just because I don't think you did. I think that was a tie. Alternate oh, question one. This this professional wrestler actually held three WCW championships at the same time. He held the WCW Thanks. Canadian Heavyweight. Yep, two to two. We are down to our last question. I'm okay. Jeremy, it's time to buckle down. Championship mindset. All right, here we go. All on the line. Alternative question number two. This WWE Hall of Famer held the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. The yeah, TNA. Who? Jeff Jarrett. No. The Perfect. TNA X. 
Hey. Did you say Kurt Angle, Mr. Wild? I did. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen, with no surprise to myself, your winner of the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. He is Viatile. He is Curtis Wild, ladies and gentlemen, your champion of Trivia Challenge tonight, beating Jeremy Carp decisively. The belt's in the mail, right? Well, Hardcore Hoss was supposed to play. Well, we don't have our soundboard working yet, thanks to I-70 Sports Media. But I am sending you a championship belt at some point in time. We will get one out to you. I, I will work on that. Well, I'll send you my P.O. box. Perfect. Curtis, thank you so much for coming on the show. And before we, we kind of dive, we kind of head off here in the sunset, Saturday. It's important. It is probably one of the most crucial nights of your career. How can we see the results of this match? Is it going to be live stream? Are we going to get results as they happen? How can the fans at WrestleTalk support you? How can the family support you? And how can we help celebrate your championship win this Saturday? Well, I mean, you can find me all over social media as Curtis Wild on the Instas, on the Twitters, on the Facebooks. Uh, if you want to watch the show, you're going to have to go to New Breed Wrestling's Facebook page and you are going to have to follow them, check out on there. It will be live streamed the night of the event from, I believe, B. Smith Enterprises. And for whatever reason, they're doing that free of charge. But I've got to tell them right now, when I take over New Breed Wrestling, that's turning into a pay-per-view. I do nothing for free, gentlemen. I have made a living in this business, and I am one of the few unsigned talent I'm a national organization, I'm a global organization, but I am one of the few men in this business of independent wrestling that has a living doing it, and I'm not going to let their free pay-per-view mess up my money. You understand what I'm saying to you? So that's going to start being an IPPV. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeremy, do you have anything to say? Could you be humbled like Drake Lee is? What do you got to say, Mr. Wilde, about, you know, kind of beating you like a drum just now and the match Saturday before we. Um, so I'm just going to be honest, you know, if I'm the math, just listening to this interview, just asking the questions I have, you know, hearing you two go back and forth. If I'm the math magician, I'd be worried as hell right about now. I'll be straight honest with you. He absolutely better be. He absolutely better be. Because this Saturday night, it's going to be I put my career online. It's not only the New Breed Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, the New Breed Wrestling itself. And Saturday is my night to shine. It's going to be Absolutely. one hell of a match. Absolutely. Mr. Wild, once again, thank you so much for joining us right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. It was a great way to headline a Tuesday show. It was a great way to welcome Jeremy and I back on together as a tandem here. And it was very great to watch you just absolutely annihilate him a few moments ago. Ladies and gentlemen, New Breed Wrestling this Saturday, it's Curtis Wild in the fight of his life as he is putting his career on the line for the New Breed heavyweight title and I think it's going to be one of the most 
incredible matches of the year. Mr. Wilde, anything else you want to add to our Wrestle Talk podcast family before we let you go here and sign off on a Tuesday? The stakes have never been higher. This Saturday, one-on-one, Newbreed Wrestling on the line. Newbreed Wrestling Heavyweight Championship on the line against my career. And there can be only one. And it will be volatile. Ladies and gentlemen, we couldn't have said it better ourselves. That was the volatile Curtis Wilde right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, guys. It's been a great show. These two hours just fly by. Jeremy, before we wrap up, let's thank our sponsors. Once again, thank you, Curtis Wilde. And once again, guys, thank you and the Wrestle Talk podcast family because I got to grace your presence with a man that I'm on a to- I'm on the second tier to, and that is Curtis Wilde. And Jeremy is Jeremy and I are kind of neck and neck. I'll, I'll throw that out to you because you got beat today. But you know, Haas kind of the fits there. You know, our judges he, were a little he hard. Did the pitch on that one, honestly. He, did, you know, um, but it happens. You know, um, honestly, though. Drake it is great teaming back up with you again, though. It Let's was awesome. Real. What a great that show. Was great. It was you fun. Know, we drive the ratings. I'm telling you, we are the draw. You know, remember, what do we talk about? The culmination of a story. Two charismatic guys. And what do you talk about? You talked about drawing people in. There we go. That's how we roll. That's it. It's that simple. Jeremy, we killed it yet again. We had two great guests. Terry Curtis, oh. thank you guys so much. Seriously. Guys watching. Pers- What'd you say? I said it's two different we had two different perspectives tonight of the same match. This was basically this is what's crazy about it. For the first time ever, we literally went step by step through becoming a referee in the industry. I mean, he signed the dotted lines right in front of us on camera and he showed it to us. He went, Terry went through the whole thing. And then next guest, we have who else but Volatile Curtis Wilde telling us why he's going to kick the math magician's ass this Saturday. And, you know, the intensity that he brings to the table is that pales in him. I figured out why he goes swimming because it's the only way he can relax based off how just intense he is in the wrestling ring. That's how I look at it. That's fair. I'll give you that one. I think that's that that's that's fair. That's legitimate. And I think that's the best way to wrap up the show, Jeremy. We have a great match from New Breed Pro Wrestling Saturday. Guys, check it out. Jeremy, run down our sponsors. I have to go to, a, to another meeting because wow. my workday doesn't end for another three hours because when you're rich, you're busy. Sorry, guys. Jeremy, it's been fun. Hoss, it's been fun. W. TP, Russell Talk Podcast family. It's been fun. Jeremy, sign us off. All righty, Drake. You be well, my friend. I will talk to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Maestro Jeremy Carp. I want to thank Everything Combat, King K, the Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, and, of course, the FWWC. Thank you so much for being ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Orange and purple with a chicken out breakfast. If you ain't a hustle, you might.